We saw a flash crash of the Bitcoin price this week, but is a far bigger correction in the pipeline. Good morning. You're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, make sure you click that follow button. Go on, click it, please. Okay, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Well, happy Friday, everyone. It has been another crazy week in crypto and things didn't slow down yesterday. Although price-wise, things are moving back in the right direction, there are a few stories you need to know about. First up, a Bloomberg ETF analyst says the SEC has been backed into a corner on the spot Bitcoin ETF approval. Bitwise releases a fascinating report after surveying financial advisors on crypto. During Bitcoin's brief crash, there was a surge in buy-the-dip calls on social media. And Arthur Hayes warns about a Bitcoin price correction in March that could be up to 40%. Wednesday was, of course, a wild but seemingly brief detour on the spot Bitcoin ETF journey. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to yesterday's episode as I go in-depth on what happened, purported reasons for Bitcoin dropping $4,000 in price in just two hours, and what the Matrixport report said, among several other things. The TLDR is that Bitcoin likely dropped for mostly unrelated reasons to the viral report from Marcus Thielen of 10x Research that was published by Matrixport. This report stated that the spot Bitcoin ETFs were going to be rejected by the SEC this month. This sent crypto into a frenzy. Well, yesterday, in the fallout of this pandemonium, CryptoQuant, the on-chain data and analytics provider, hosted a private webinar with James Seyfart, one of the Bloomberg ETF analysts. It was a fascinating listen, and I want to say thank you to CryptoQuant for letting us use some excerpts. Seyfart, of course, addressed the Matrix report by Tierlin, saying, We just completely disagree. I I mean, uh, to be honest, some of the things that they wrote about there that they were concerned about and were focused on is things that we were talking about in July, like five, six, seven, six months ago at this point. And we've since been asked and answered and we've gotten way more confident in talking with people. I was concerned they had sources. It was just, it was just an analyst saying like, I just can't, like, I don't understand this, which he's not alone. A lot of people still think these things are going to be denied. Um, they used to be the majority. Now they're min- the minority. So it's not that crazy. It's just that the report didn't really, they didn't add anything new. There was nothing we didn't know. Uh, and it honestly, it got a couple of things wrong. Um, but for, for the most part, it, it, it didn't change our view at all. Once I, once I saw what the actual report and the substance of the report, it hasn't changed our view in the slightest. This was the stance that both Safart and the other ETF analyst at Bloomberg, Eric Balkanas, appeared to be taking on X as the story unfolded. I mentioned yesterday that Balkanas asked Tierlin on X whether the report was as a result of info from inside the SEC or perhaps one of the issuers, and Tierlin stated that it isn't. Tierlin mentioned trading against the consensus, which makes sense. But as I also said yesterday, it does feel as if Thielen came into some new information somehow and we're not seeing it, but perhaps not. Another interesting point that Safart raised on the CryptoQuant webinar was on the very topic of the SEC's likelihood of accepting the spot Bitcoin ETFs. At this point, most people know that we were given a 90% probability of acceptance by both the Bloomberg ETF analysts, which hasn't changed despite the market wobbles and rumors. But Safart gave a stance on why they might be accepting this month, and it's a new one to me. So basically, the SEC, in my view, has been backed into a corner. So even if Gensler and the SEC didn't really want to approve this, because of all the work from all these issuers and the Grayscale court case and a bunch of the other facts I just laid out, they're kind of backed into a corner. 
I've discussed this a few times lately, but Balkanas raised the point that if the ETFs were to be rejected at the 11th hour, the SEC would probably incur lawsuits from the applicants. So Safar's backed into a corner comment is really fleshing out that narrative. This really is a bizarre and singular situation. Okay, let's stay with the ETFs a little longer, but from a totally new perspective. When it comes to the spot Bitcoin ETF applications, there are two experts we rely on. The aforementioned Eric Balkanas and James Seyfart. I swear, I say their names more than I say my own child's name lately. They gave and have stuck by that 90% probability prediction we just discussed, but what about the wider world? What do the other financial experts in the US make of the odds? Yesterday, Bitwise published the results of a survey they did of 437 registered investment advisors, financial planners, institutional investors, and wirehouse representatives across the US. The survey put to them several questions and there were some eye-catching takeaways. So here are a few that I wanted to highlight. One, only 19% of advisors are currently able to buy crypto in client accounts. Two, 98% of advisors who have an allocation in crypto in client accounts wanted to maintain or increase their exposure this year not sell. Three, 88% of advisors have received a question about crypto in the last year. And four, 64% of advisors cited regulatory uncertainty as the biggest barrier to crypto adoption. I think these are so interesting because 19% of advisors being able to buy crypto in client accounts is obviously a very big blocker. I would say this finding is intrinsically connected to the 64% of advisors citing regulatory uncertainty as the biggest barrier. So it's almost needless to say that the spot Bitcoin ETF would solve both of those problems. Well, for now, as far as buying Bitcoin goes. As interesting as these stats are, a single finding has been making all of the headlines. And that is, only 39% of advisors believe a spot Bitcoin ETF will be approved in 2024. That is markedly lower than the Bloomberg boys. However, a whopping 88% of advisors are interested in purchasing Bitcoin and are waiting until the spot Bitcoin ETF is approved. I asked Tom Blackstone, the author of this article on the report, why he thinks the advisors are so eager to see the ETF approved? That's a good question. At first glance, it might seem paradoxical that these advisors are saying they want to buy Bitcoin after the approval. After all, the price will presumably go up after the approval is made, or at least that's what most people seem to think. So one might reasonably wonder why they wouldn't want to buy before the approval when prices will still be low. But I think what's going on here is that these advisors are serving clients who want to hold Bitcoin in a 401k, an IRA, or some other kind of tax-deferred investment account. Right now, getting Bitcoin into these kinds of accounts is complicated, whereas putting shares of ETFs into them would be much easier. So that may be why these financial advisors would rather buy after the approval instead of before it. Tom also noted that 87% of the advisors believe the spot Bitcoin ETF will be approved eventually, even if it isn't this month. Social media is a fascinating beast, however jaded I get with it, and macro-level analysis of what's happening across most of the major platforms can yield some useful indicators. There was a time when utilising the Twitter sphere, as it was once called, was cutting edge, but now it's just par for the course. It's typically a good way of getting a general consensus on subjects such as crypto. The blockchain analytics firm Santamen took a look at what the masses were discussing during the Bitcoin flash crash chaos we discussed yesterday. They found that the phrase 
buy the dip spiked in social media mentions as Bitcoin's price fell, reaching the highest number of mentions since the 25th of March 2022. Supporting this hive mind sentiment is Google Trends, one of Google's analytics tools that allows you to see data on search terms. If you look up buy the dip, you can see it has been on a continuously upward trajectory since November. Although buy the dip is a positive sentiment, it can sometimes mark deeper corrections, as Nancy Lubali writes. She said, for instance, spikes in buy the dip calls during the 2021 bull run were followed by deeper pullbacks in prices. Obviously, it's important to remember that correlation does not imply causation, but buy the dip could certainly have played a role. Arthur Hayes, the former CEO of BitMEX and a bona fide Bitcoin trading OG, is one of the most captivating people in the space by virtue of how bold his predictions are. Crypto is far from short on bold, even extreme opinions and forecasts, but Hayes isn't wildly swinging. Nevertheless, he has stated that Bitcoin could hit as high as $1 million by 2026 and that the spot Bitcoin ETFs could completely destroy Bitcoin, and those are just from the past two months. I should add, though, that both of those bold predictions did have compelling supporting evidence well, in a blog post yesterday, Hayes had a warning for us regarding some financial market turmoil in the pipeline, and it also makes a lot of sense. With the ETF on the apparent cusp of approval and the halving event in April, many are only looking up when it comes to Bitcoin. However, Hayes warns that we could see a 30 to 40% correction. Why? Well, in March, the Fed's bank term funding program, BTFP, which was set up to aid the 2023 regional banking crisis, will be coming to an end. And just a week later, the Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC, will decide in what direction the interest rates will go. Hayes wrote, If my forecast is correct, the market will bankrupt a few banks within that period, forcing the Fed into cutting rates and announcing the resumption of the BTFP. Hayes added that Bitcoin initially will decline sharply with the broader financial markets, but will rebound before the Fed meeting. That is because Bitcoin is the only neutral reserve hard currency that is not a liability of the banking system and is traded globally. So Hayes goes on to explain that while he sees a massive price correction happening in March, Bitcoin will continue its upward trend afterward, with the halving acting as a sort of catalyst. As a result, Hayes isn't buying more Bitcoin until March. What do you think? Tweet us on at Cointelegraph or at RK Bags. I do love an episode filled with expert insights, and that's exactly what we got today. So consider yourself informed. As always, thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Coin Telegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing, or leaving a review. Have a great weekend, and let's do this again Monday.